0: On my way to the artillery command, I pondered his words. He called me son. But had I really been his son, would he have sent me to the artillery command? The brigade was getting ready to leave for the desert, and I had just been detached there. I knew exactly what the command meant. Always first on the front line, and I had won the first prize once more. Nothing lost, nothing gained. Still, I didn't care much, one way or the other. I felt like a mountain, getting used to the snow. I found Sergeant Petrus, whom I knew well as he was in my group that fled Greece, an interesting type, full of humor, and he made arrangements for me to sleep in his tent with him. The next day, I went to the colonel's office, he gave me the circulars, and I went to work. It was nothing special, ten circulars of one page each. I finished at noon, and the colonel once more, flipped by the speed and the quality of my translation. You are well learned. I did not answer, just smiled. It was quite unnecessary to tell the man. I had been expelled from almost every school. Let it be. Let him think I was a good kid and pupil. The following day he asked me again, He kept me for one hour, this time to talk about the war. He wanted to know everything about Tobruk, the defenses, the English war tactics in the desert, etc. For what could the poor man know about the desert? He had fought on the Albanian mountains, and I suppose the only sand he ever saw was at the seaside, where he swam, with his lady wife. Yet, they were preparing us, for the desert warfare if all the officers knew as much about it as my colonel did we would all be doomed God help us I will remove you from the artillery he said thank God I thought he continued and will appoint you to train mine sweepers now what could I say I just thank God for nothing when you get involved with mines You don't need to die in battle. You get killed at any time on any day, including Sundays and holidays. So, I began to train minesweepers. I pinned in a quarter of an acre of Palestine sand and turned it into a minefield with real mines, but without detonators until at least they learned all about them. I taught them what shapes to look for on the surface of the sand. And where a mine lays, how to tread on someone else's footprint, and how if the person preceding you is blown up, but is still alive, you do not move an inch, but try to catch an end. Pull slowly, you and him, out of the minefield, treading on the same footprints. It all sounds simple, but when there are mines under you, it's a completely different story the colonel promoted me to the rank of corporal so that I could command respect. And life in the minefield continued. As the training period for the first group was coming to an end, a soldier from Samos Island, who thought he knew it all, made a false move, trod on a mine and lost one leg. Stay lame to learn your lesson. At least the war is over for you, minus one leg, said a fellow islander to him. Two or three months went by while I trained the entire brigade, but no one could tell for sure that this unit was ready to fight in a tough desert war. One morning, though, events took a new turn, throwing all the planning and logic to the winds. During a general offensive, Rommel seized Tobruk, after we had made so many sacrifices to hold it for eight months, and proceeded undisturbed on a front many kilometers long from the shore deep into the desert, even deeper than Bur Hakim, the famous stronghold of de Gaul's Free French. Rommel swept through it all, and nothing seemed to be able to stop him. General Oshalek panicked, and could not regroup in order to contain this torrential attack. One by one, the British strongholds collapsed. Next came Bardinia, Sojourn, City Bahrani, Marash, Matrub, and lastly,